It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, come on. We were supposed to get two points out of that. I'm going to need some help dissecting this game because I don't know what to think of it because that was supposed to be ours for the taking, but we blew it. Our assertiveness was just not there. What do I think about this overall game? Well, uh, like I said, I need some help dissecting it, so I'm bringing in Locked On Senators to help me just overall uh, wrap my head around this uh, OT loss that we suffered at the hands of the Ottawa Senators, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils. Your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And what can I say, guys? At least we got a point. Okay, you guys know usually I'm very optimistic when we come away with a point, whether we go into OT or a shootout, but... I must say, I was kind of disappointed with this overall effort from the New Jersey Devils, and I think a lot of you can agree with me in that regards, just because, look, look, I expected better. I just expected a little bit more from the Devils, and unfortunately, our offensive zone, uh, you know, assertiveness was not good. Our defense was pretty solid, but it just seemed like the Devils just were living on a prayer. It it just looked like they had no effort out there. And look, I I saw a lot of guys had chances. I saw Damon Severson was robbed point blank by Forsberg. I also uh, saw Jack Hughes had a chance. Dawson Mercer had a chance. So overall, the Devils had their chances. Unfortunately, they just couldn't capitalize on it. And it was very frustrating just because, look, you know, when we get those chances, we have to capitalize on them. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But it, it was just, it was hard to watch. And Um, It was an entertaining game, but just the narrative going in, what was at stake, and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to the coaching staff for the Devils, but, you know, the the least I can say is, like, I can't judge any special teams because the thing is we had no power play opportunities, and the one power play that we put the Senators in, we uh, were able to just kill it, so... Like I said, defense was pretty solid. Can't really complain about that. We've had a few slip-ups, like uh, when we gave up that goal to Kachuk. Um, you know, that was just very poor uh, puck handling skills by the Devils and turning it over in their defensive zone. And overall, just the the Senators were able to collapse the defense. And I'm sure that's a goal that Blackwood is going to be tossing a turning at night just because he could have made that stop. But at the same time, you can't really blame him in that case because it's not his fault that the Devils just had poor puck control in that instance. And... You know what? Look, a lot's happening right now, guys. Jack Hughes got moved back to the center position. Dawson Mercer's in the bottom six, which, by the way, if you listen to the last episode, I completely don't agree on. I I think that Dawson Mercer should remain in the top six alongside with Jack Hughes, but I really don't know. But uh, at least we got a point. But it's not how I wanted the game to end. And um, the, the Senators, they, they came in with a win streak, and uh, they, they just remain hot. And even though we're only six days into December, 
They're one of the uh, hottest teams in the NHL, according to Locked On Senators. Speaking of which, Locked On Senators is going to be joining me for a crossover, and we just talk all sorts of things. We talked about our game reaction, we talked about our young players, and we talked about uh, just our overall opinions as to what's next for our, both of our respective teams. So it, it was great. So as you guys know, Locked On Senators has two hosts. There's Brandon and then there's Ross. So they're two great guys and I can't wait to talk with them. But first, before we talk to Ross and Brandon, I want to give you guys the first slide read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Indeed. So Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of your hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need uh, tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessment and Virtual Interviews. Uh, one thing I like about Indeed is that that's actually how I got my job announcing on the campus of my college, which was I put my application out for Indeed. I put down what my major was, what my interests were, and boom, I became uh, an announcer at my college. So, you know, it's a great, great tool to use. And like I said, it could give you a lot of good opportunities. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, for the final time, Indeed.com slash locked on offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed and now the second live read comes from direct TV and I love doing this because does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live and another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together it's called direct TV stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and TV all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. Once again, that's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, let's talk to Ross and Brandon of Locked On Senators about the overall uh, OT loss that the Devils suffered at the hands of the Ottawa Senators. Three to two. Guys, let's take it away. Locked On Senators in the house. We got Brandon and Ross. How you guys doing after that 3-2 OT, OT win? Excuse me. Well, I'll start. And, uh, man, Pilsy and I have been struggling through loss after loss. Ottawa won four of their first 20 games, Trey. So it's feeling good after three straight wins, no doubt. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I really had this game circled because I was just like, because originally we were supposed to play like, what, 20 days ago? Yeah. And we were actually going to be playing you guys before uh, a tough part in our schedule. We had to play the Florida Panthers. We had to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, who else do we have to play? We had, we had to play the Minnesota Wild. So I'll be honest with you guys. I kind of had you guys circled as in, <laughs> let's get this win. And then we'll worry about the other three teams I just mentioned, quite honestly. So, you know, when thinking of it like that, I, I had this same mindset as well because we we played the Winnipeg Jets just a couple days ago. I was at the game, brother. That game was awful. It was for <laughs> us, at least. It was awful. Yeah. My like ears that. were ringing from the goal horn, I'll tell you that much. 12 goals. Yeah, wow. That is unacceptable. That cannot happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was – um I didn't expect that game quite honestly, mm-hmm. because it was just like the Winnipeg Jets coming into that game. They were three positions away from dead last in the central. And I'm just like, okay, 
but okay, because we got off a tough loss against the Wild. I said, okay, that's fine. Let's try to win against the Winnipeg Jets, and then let's win against the Ottawa Senators, so that way we could get four points uh, in, in the midst of this past weekend. Yeah. But instead, we, we only get one point out of it. And quite honestly, you know, I, normally I'm optimistic about like uh, getting a point or, or you know, from from OT or shootout, whatever the case might be. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm very disappointed from, from the outing. What did you see from your perspective? Well, for the Ottawa Senators, and we talked about this uh, before we hopped on, Trey, is it all came down to game breakers. And the Sens were able to get their game breakers in the right positions. And they were able to capitalize here. Like Drake Batherson had an incredible shot to tie the game up. And then Brady Kachuk just continues to do what he's been doing ever since he's been named captain. And he's scoring at opportune times. And this is what the Senators needed is they needed their top guys to break through to that next level. And they really have here. They look comfortable as top line guys. They look comfortable in all the big moments. And I think maybe that's where the difference here is, is the Devils, they don't quite have any of those guys yet that are ready to emerge. I mean, Hughes is an amazing player, but uh, they don't really have anyone that in the big moments you can trust to take a big shot and capitalize. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, Brandon. And here's why. Let's hear it. Okay. Jack Hughes is that guy. But let's keep it. Let's put this into perspective. Okay. Um, Jack Hughes has missed most of the season due to a shoulder injury. He suffered in the second game of the year against the Seattle Kraken. But going back to the the previous game, the the first game of the year, he got the game winning uh, OT goal against the Chicago Blackhawks. And it was iconic when he threw his stick into the stance. So I think we do have that player. But, you know, he's just trying to get used to back back into the swing of things. And this is his first game yeah. uh, playing at the center position um, ever since coming back from injury, because I don't know, Lindy Ruff wanted to put him at a wing position because he wanted to keep all of his top guys like in the in the top six. But I, I disagreed with that. He's short. He's small. He's scrawny. He, he he's well out of position. He needs to be playing the center. So it's his first game back at center. And, you know. I, I get it. it it's going to be a process getting him back but we do have that player but you know he's just missed most of the year I don't think he's going to keep shooting 43 percent but even still you know three goals <laughs> yeah, and seven shots good. but still no first overall pick for a reason no question I think what Pillsy means is like you're not looking at very many household names up front like obviously we're really impressed with Dawson Mercer uh the little bit we saw him obviously he was sick with world juniors last year with team Canada, but like when Andreas Johnson, who we got to see a lot of with the Leafs, the leading goal scorer, you know, they're not really household names yet, at least uh, in our neck of the woods. I think that's what Pills he's more referring to. I'll admit Andreas Johnson has surprised me just because yeah, uh, he's been nice mango, yeah, right? You guys call him. What do you say? Uh, mango. I feel oh, like yeah. that's his nickname. Oh, yeah. mango. mango. I like that. What's Absolutely. up with that? Why is his nickname Mango? I don't know. It came from Toronto. I, I don't it even came know from why. Toronto that oh, I, okay. I, I didn't, it, we didn't originate it. it. It just followed him somehow. All right. Um, but you know, that that's what we call him Mango, but um, he had a disappointing season last year, but he's starting to come into fruition. And quite honestly, if you were to tell me he was be having the season that he's having right now and be one of our key guys, I would have just laughed in your face. I would have said, yeah, he's on borrowed time because if he doesn't do well this season, we're going to be trading him out, yeah. you know, while we still can. But I said he deserved like at least half a season to prove what he's capable of doing. But overall, um, 
so my perspective about the Ottawa Senators is that you guys are a young team. I was talking with Seth of Locked on Wild saying that you guys are a young team that seems to be going backwards. And I'll be honest, when he said that, I kind of just said, okay, we're definitely going to get this win. <laughs> we're definitely going to come out with two points. That's and- interesting because the Sens played the Wild pretty good, took them to overtime just a few weeks ago. His words, not mine. No, but, it's interesting. But, you know, obviously you guys haven't really had, like, the best season. You guys are on a good run right now. Oh, I think you you don't have to sugarcoat that. A six-game losing streak, a five-game losing streak. No, there's no question. And, I mean, the team will be the first one to line up with excuses, at least from the manager, saying, you know, 10 guys having COVID. And, uh, and then going on from there of just the inconsistency. There's $6 million starting goalie. It's playing the minors right now. So you don't get a save. You're in a situation where you're behind the eight ball right now, but it's really been the third period. And we said that being zero, zero tonight, that's a win for the Ottawa Senators in the third period. They have the league worst minus 25 goal differential in the third period. So it's been blown leads. They've lost two games this year when scoring five goals. Like that's simply unacceptable. So I would say it's a young team with growing pains rather than taking a step back. Because if you look at the top five scores for the Ottawa Senators, I'm pulling it up right now, but I'd hazard to guess that all five of them are under the age of 25 years old. So other than Connor Brown. Yeah. Other than Connor Brown. Yeah. I've got it up here and uh, Drake Batherson, 23 years old, uh, 22, 22 and 20 Tim Stutzler with 11 points now in 22 games. So I think that you're just seeing a team that's scratching the surface and what they're going to be. Now there's a couple of things that are left. Who's going to be that starting goalie and hold the fort down because as nice as it's been that uh, Anton Forsberg, waiver claim last year has three straight wins he's not winning you a playoff series i i have no clue i i even made a meme about this on locked on devil's twitter page i said somehow some way forsberg like you know his numbers aren't good like you know it, 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 am i okay to say that like his numbers aren't really like no they're not great yeah senators don't the senators don't have a goalie who has an above 900 save percentage this year okay so so it's safe to say none of them have been good yeah theoretically he should be a third string goalie like okay so he's not that good of a goalie but yet somehow some way he stepped up his game big time tonight What, what did you guys see from him yeah, well, we're a goalie-friendly show, so I think Pills and oh, I yeah. both have a quick thing to say about that. We are actually at the season opening game. Ottawa ended up having to start their backup uh, because Matt Murray wasn't feeling well. Illness has been a big part of, of his downfall here. But with Anton Forsberg, he made 46 saves in that opening night. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2. And then just last week, Anton Forsberg made 47 saves against the Carolina Hurricanes. So this guy's coming up with monster performances against cup-contending teams. He's just one of those hit or miss guys, eh, Pilsy? Like some games he's absolutely on and then other games pucks just trickle past him. Yeah, absolutely. And you're finding a guy that's probably sick of being a journeyman backup. So he wants to show everyone around the league, hey, if you can get me in a good spot, I can be a solid backup. I can I can come in here and win games. Like he's won three straight games for the Ottawa Senators. It's incredible what he's been able to do as a guy like you mentioned, and we can all probably agree at the start of the season, he was kind of your third stringer, your third string option. So for him to come in here and have this kind of confidence and for the team to play the way they have in front of them has been incredible. You know, I know how you guys feel because the Devils were kind of in a similar situation last year. So Corey Crawford abruptly retires. Mackenzie Blackwood spends most of his time either injured or with COVID. So we had to rely on Scott Wedgwood, who currently plays for the Coyotes. And so I totally get where you guys are coming from. And 
believe it or not, Scott Wedgwood actually led our team in shutouts last year. So, you know, and he's doing well in Arizona. Like that's a good goalie. Uh, I mean, he was struggling with us for some reason. He struggled to finish off the season last year. But, you know, when I was during the course of the offseason, I went when I was doing a crossover with another Devils podcast, I picked Scott Wedgwood as my most surprising player just because, you know, let's face it, he was put in into a very interesting situation. He came originally just to be a third string goalie. And then all of a sudden, our, our backup goalie retires. So he's thrusted into the backup role. And then Mackenzie Blackwood is out for an extended period of time. And then he has to be, he has to hold down the four for a while. And, you know, the fact that, um, you know, he was actually, he actually did solid to begin. Like he still kept us in the top 10 in terms of low goals against average and um, save percentage was also pretty decent. So, you know, he was solid, nothing spectacular, but he, he held his ground. And like I said, led the team in shutouts. So, I totally get you in that regard. So I guess I know how teams feel when they go up against Scott Wedgwood and all of a sudden he's like uh, performing out of his mind. No question. Well, hey, tonight the Devils scoring 35 seconds in, and that's been a trend for Ottawa, allowing first goals in the first two minutes. It's actually happened in three of their last four games. At that point, you're still feeling good. You're like, all right, chalk up the W, take the two points, let's go. I was feeling the exact same way, Ross, because it was just like <laughs> – the Devils have been in that situation in their past few games as well. I forget what it's like to strike first. Quite honestly, I forget what it's like to light the lamp first. And today, 35 seconds in, Damon Severson, I was just like, oh, so this is what it's like to actually lead one to nothing. This is what it's like to see Devils Twitter actually say one nothing us and not one nothing them kind of thing. Kind of like, you know, out of a frustration kind of thing. So I totally get you on that one. Kind of hard for me to feel bad just because, you know, I, we've been dealing with it so much, but I guess you guys – can relate to it on on that uh, regards but uh, honestly I thought okay 35 seconds in we're already leading one to nothing we're actually playing pretty solid offense is not great but defense is you know holding down the fort and I was just like okay I think we're actually going to be doing pretty well and then um, I'm not sure if this occurred I forget if this occurred like late in the first period or in the second period but there was a goal waved off uh, because yeah goal interference Connor Brown that was in the first in the first goalie interference, I was just at first I was just like, wait, why is that waved off? Because then the goal, then the puck go in first, and then you know he go flying in. But th- then I looked at the replay. I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, here, that's what happened. And I was just like, okay, we caught a break. You know, yeah. Ty Smith had a bad turnover, and he's been doing awful this year. But um, I, I was just like, we're we're okay, we're okay. But then you guys tied it up. Um, we take the lead once again, thanks to a redirect shot in by Bastion on a great pass. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden you guys tie it up once again, poor puck control in our defensive zone. And uh, I believe Kachuk was the one who tied it up. Yep. And- yeah. That's pr- that's probably a goal that Blackwood wants to have back short side from that close in on a pass from behind the net. You got to squeeze the post. I think a little tighter there. If I had a nickel for every time I've said that. In terms oh of- yeah. That's a trend. Blackwood- it was a bang bang play though. Like that was uh, cause the devils were breaking out there and then the Sens were able to knock down that breakout pass. And then Holden gets it to Batherson behind the net and Batherson obviously sees Chucky out front and just sends it. And that's a quick one timer. So yeah, you'd like him to make that save, but that's, I, I'd chalk that one up to the defense's fault uh, as a goalie friendly show. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> also, also it's just like, um, uh, we didn't give up any power play goals, so that's good because normally this was a disciplined game. Yeah, it was a disciplined game, and I don't think the Devils even had a power play opportunity all game. So they did. No. Um, 
you know, I, I totally get you being a goalie friendly show because the one thing I say is if we give up a power play goal, I do not blame the goalie because it's just like, it's not the goalie's fault that, you know, his skaters uh, got a penalty and now they, they collapsed the defense and they yeah. scored on you. That's not, it's not the goalie's fault. So usually I'm very reluctant to, to blame uh, a goalie if they Love give it. up a power play goal. So I totally get you guys when you're talking about goalie friendly show, because I very, very, very rarely blame the goalie if they have a bad game or I, I very, I'm more focused on defense. I focus on lackadaisical offense. You know, that's the kind of stuff I focus on. So, so, I, so who, who for you was the standout star on the Devils tonight? Who do you think played the best? Oh, that's hard to say. Uh, I thought Severson was. Yeah, I like goal. Severson's game. Yeah. Yeah. Severson, it's funny because Severson's been, you know, struggling uh, pretty much all year. And, you know, I've been hearing talks of just like, people overall just not being satisfied with his uh, overall play. Uh, I remember one game against the LA Kings, he almost costed us the game uh, because he got three penalties in one period. Mm, and I'm just like, that. play more disciplined. And all of a sudden it's just like, luckily Zaka, Zaka was able to bail him out and get the game tying goal late in the third period. This was against the LA Kings a while ago. So Damon Severson, he, he kind of needed this, um, th- th- this game. And, you know, scoring within the first 35 second frame is actually actually pretty decent and pretty good. Uh, he scored in the last game against Winnipeg Jets as well. So, uh, you know, I, I think prior to that, Damon Severson actually didn't have a, a goal for like anywhere from eight to 10 straight games. So he kind of needed something like that. Uh, same with Nico Heizer, who scored against the Winnipeg Jets because he went 10 straight games without scoring a goal, which is why I was saying in, in my episode yesterday, which is why Jack Hughes moving back to center, Nico Heizer, bottom six. I don't care. You know, I don't care if he's our captain or not, bottom six. Uh, um, I know that's controversial. I know that's not the popular opinion, but Dawson Mercer has been performing well and yeah. Jack Hughes is our best player. So sorry, business decision. But overall for this game specifically, I, I, I would have to agree with you, Damon Severson. Now, Let's talk about the Ottawa Senators. Uh, what were you guys rather impressed with and who was your standout player? I know, I know you want to hear what the Locked On Sens guys have to say, but I want to give you guys the third live read this morning and it comes from Built Bar. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so many delicious holiday goodness, you get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy because it's covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And it is, you know, good, rich, and it has so much flavor so the flavors you love you you might want to have some raspberry or mint brownie cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie the choice is yours so built bar gives you that extra fuel what the stuff that you need to tear down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in an endless shopping line built bar can give you that extra something to keep you going so throw one in your jacket or purse you never know when you might need it because it's the season of peace and love don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties people are so passionate about their favorite flavors trust me it could get very hectic so you friends with santa well tell santa to throw in a few built bars in those stockings and if you're extra 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 good maybe he'll get you what you want so want to cozy up with something warm here's a holiday secret Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a little bit of that Bilt Bar flavor, plus you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Here's a tip, you might want to have a few napkins by your side, so like some of the marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands
hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. So the offer is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now, the fourth and final live read this morning comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So, BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march into the playoffs. My fantasy football team can kick rocks and die in a hole for all I care. So, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or website interface to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's get back to our crossover with Locked On Senators. Take it away, guys. Classic. Jake Batherson is unreal, man. This guy, we've been watching him from fourth round overage draft pick. Everyone was like, who is this kid? Why are they wasting a draft pick on a undersized Quebec League winger where that's a league where numbers get inflated from time to time. Lots of offense, defense optional out, out east. And Dawson Mercer was uh, playing in that league a couple of years too. But with Drake Batherson, he then gets drafted. He makes the world junior team, scored seven goals in seven games. Canada wins the tournament. Then from there, he's just had this upward trajectory. And, and really the sky's the limit. I thought tonight uh, that's more macro. If we're looking micro today, what he did, that pass was one thing. But his goal that opened the scoring for this team, like he can do it all. And he just locked in long-term, six-year deal, making under $5 million a year. He leads the Senators in scoring, and he's been hands down their best player all season long. He's got a hat trick, two four-point games, Pilsy. Am I right with that? Yeah, and he's a point-per-game guy. So, like, he's he's leading the way for the Sens. And then right behind him, and probably only because he missed the start of the season, is my standout, Trey, and that's Brady Kachuk. This guy scores the OT winner in the last game and then he scores the goal to tie it up in this game he's showing that he's a clutch captain and not only is he getting goals at the right time but he's dragging this team into the battle and staying physical and uh, keeping that energy and that hard-working culture he's really making it the identity of this team yeah he is the identity of the team he had a few big hits there he threw Dougie Hamilton down towards the end of the third period and like when you go after the other team's top guys clean It just sends such a message. I'm not talking Jets Leafs, that gong show from last night. But when you're looking at a physical captain, I think there's a little extra something that a team can can gravitate to from that. You look at like Jamie Benn and Gabriel Landis Cog come to mind right away. If I'm looking at former captains like LeCavalier, Jerome McGinley, like those guys where it's like hop on my back, boys, like let's go. Sidney Crosby's obviously like the, the king daddy topper of that, but Like a lot of people wanted Thomas Shabbat to be the captain of this team. And maybe as time went on, Pilsy, uh, that opinion changed, but that's fine. The Sens last captain was a smooth skating defenseman, Eric Carlson, great player, but there's just this little je ne sais quoi when you have your physicality been brewed by the captain of the team. It's just lead the charge. And that's Brady, man. He's so fun to watch. All right. And, um, what, what were your opinions on OT and also shootout? Like, mm-hmm. what did you see from the Sens? Something interesting that I had never seen before from the Senators is they used three forwards for complete shifts. I thought that was really interesting. Um, they, they always start the same way. Shabbat on defense with Kachuk and Norris up front. But then after that, 
they immediately went to a three forward setup. Pilsy, like, were you as surprised with me? They went with Stutzla with Trey Patherson. Love that combination. But then Connor Brown, the more defensively reliable, but still three forwards. Yeah, I actually like that move. I was surprised. But when you get a guy that's as defensive minded as Connor Brown, but also he, he knows how to dish the puck and he led the team in goals last year. So you can score as well. It gives you a little bit of upside with that safeness of a defensive mindedness. So I like the move and Hey, it's three on three OT for five minutes and sudden death overtime. Like get your best players out there. You don't necessarily need a center, a winger defenseman. Just try to get your top guys out there. Guys who are feeling it that night. So I love that decision. Especially because it's man on man all up, exactly. up and down yeah. the ice, right? You're never going to find yourself like losing your man at the point because you're not usually there type or thing. you shouldn't <laughs> i like to who the devils rolled out with uh to to end uh ot which was dougie hamilton nico heiser and jack hughes and yeah. i felt like that was the perfect team to just try to get that goal with the exception yeah. of nico heiser you know i guess you could say he scored a goal in the last game so i guess you could say he's kind of you know snapped out of it a little bit but um Dougie Hamilton and Jack Hughes are two arguably our best players. So just rolling with them is a good idea. Jack Hughes knows how to facilitate. He knows how to run. He knows how to gun. Um, Dougie Hamilton is a great uh, defender. Um, you know, I, 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 there's one guy that I don't think you guys notice his true impact, and that's Ryan Graves. And because Ryan Graves, silent but deadly impact, because you look at his plus minus, it's really, it's phenomenal. His Corsi 4 percentage, elite. And he actually led the league in plus minus a couple of years ago and also defensive shares. So I, Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves, you got Dougie Hamilton who knows how to just fill up the stat sheet, but you got someone like Ryan Graves who, uh, you know, maybe not that won't like blow you out the water with his numbers, but his impact and his overall assertiveness is certainly there. He was well, uh, Ryan Graves speaking of, it was certainly a guy with the sense had on the radar this summer and, uh, Gord Wilson, who covers the team, he's the radio color guy. He said that the Senators thought they had a trade done for him. So he slipped through the crack and ended up in New Jersey. So, yeah, we, we're definitely fans of his game. Oh, good. So I don't have to explain uh, his overall impact. Although, if a Sens fan hears that and goes checks the box score tonight, both he and Dougie Hamilton dash too. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't have, you can't have a perfect game every time. No, yeah, no, you can't. Especially when you're up against the hot Ottawa Senators. Oh, hottest team in the NHL since December 3rd. <laughs> Is that true? Is that true? Yep. Three since December 3rd, yes. Yeah, since yeah. December 3rd. Oh. We're looking at December oh, 6th right oh, now. Cherry picking Let's stats. go. Oh, okay. Okay, cherry okay. picking stats. That's what I'm we sorry. do. I, it's exam week for me. It's like, it's like, it's like I, I feel like it's the middle of December right now. It's I only, love it. Only a few days in. You got me. You got me. Oh, yeah. That's I'll, beauty. I'll, I'll admit. But, um. Yeah, so Dawson Mercer, um, I, I think you guys would would like him just because young guy, just similar to what some of the young guys you named on. Yeah, your he, team, just... he's sick. And, and who who doesn't love a good Newfoundlander, right? Yeah, I got a Newfie dog actually. No way. There you go. Seriously, his name is Bear. He's huge, and he's not even a nice. year old. <laughs> That's he, awesome. It's like if you put him on his hind legs, he's taller than me. Wow. <laughs> can he play right d can he play right defenseman big burly guy uh i think he could he he do better than some of our bottom four defensemen (laughs) so yeah uh yeah and he's well behaved so maybe maybe there you go good discipline i'll i'll see because newfies love the the cold seriously oh yeah they also love the booze 
<laughs> I will not give my dog booze. No, not that, <laughs> but call. hey, take him down George Street. You'll see a few having some. I'm sure Dawson Mercer knows all about George Street Festival and all that. They live they live in a different world out, out east. I lived in Halifax. I saw Nico Escher actually play for the Halifax Mooseheads. His rookie year was my last year living out there. And uh, th- those East Coast guys, they know how to have a good time for sure. From the East Coast. So I, I, def- I definitely can attest to that. Also, <laughs> have the tendency to be rude and be terrible drivers. <laughs> Seriously. I did not know that. Seriously. So if you ever come to Philadelphia, New Jersey, whatever the case might be, people do not know how to use their turn signals. So, <laughs> so you always got to like look two steps ahead. But um, to, to wrap it up, like, uh, so here's how I usually like end my shows, which is I usually rate the overall game, what I liked, what I didn't like, and how it'll affect next game. So if I had to ask you guys, how would you rate this uh, game for the Senators? And what did you like and what did you not like? How would you how would you describe it? What's the rating scale? Are we going one a, to ten here? A to a oh, okay. to a to an F. I I would give the Sens a solid B here. Like they didn't do anything amazing, but they stuck with it. They played disciplined. Like you said, no no power plays for the New Jersey Devils all game in overtime. No whistles. So good job possessing that puck and uh, controlling it, not letting the Devils have too many chances. Although it did get close at the end there, and then. Good coaching decisions by DJ Smith to get the right lineups out there in OT, try Connor Brown as a defenseman, get Stutzla, Norris, Batherson as your shootout shooters, your best offensive weapons, and they ended up winning this close game 3-2. to two. So I definitely think I would give them a, a B overall. That's what you want to see this team doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll say B plus just because they battled back. All the things that Pilsy said, but they were down twice in this game and they showed the resilience you need on the road to come back and win. So obviously shootout skills competition, it can go whichever way. I just think that this young team took a step forward, not a step backwards tonight again. And uh, they just keep going. Like the two guys who scored in the shootout are 20 and 22 years old for Ottawa. So I think that tells you kind of where the future's at with this team. And especially all three 20 year, 22 year olds, all three of their top line, all 22 years old, all played over 21 minutes tonight. Like that is that is leaning on your youngsters. So, yeah, B-plus for me. Nice road win for them. You know, I also like one of uh, your young guys. So, you got your boy uh, Stutzel, who's uh, appeared on your show, and yep. uh, Josh Norris, because he represents the University of Michigan. Yeah. And I've interviewed one of his uh, teammates. So Oh, nice. Uh, Jack Summers, who, who currently still plays for the team. He's a uh, senior. but You got to uh, get Luke Hughes on, don't you? You got those Michigan connects. Yeah. I'm trying. I am trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best, but um, so rating this game for the devils. Okay. Let's put this into perspective. The senators are on a win streak. Hottest um, team in the NHL. That's what he means to say. Since okay. December 3rd. Yeah. I won't, I won't, Second. I won't push it there, but I will say they are playing pretty well. Uh, Jack Hughes got moved to center for the first time since being back from injury. Uh, Don't look at his face off percentage, but yeah, it's just a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen, um, 14% in the circle. Why do you have to? Hey, I'm just bringing up facts, just stats. A big stats guy in exam season. Just because something <laughs> is true, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean you have to say it. <laughs> just say it. Okay. Hey, I'm upset. Hey, I, I want your ratings, but where's my boy Christian Yaros? We were waiting to see our boy. He was a uh, sense prospect for years. We enjoyed watching him. 
Yeah, I sometimes forget he's even on the team. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, I, some, I sometimes forget he's on the team. So when they said removed from injury, I was like, wait a minute, we haven't waived him. <laughs> I'm, 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 hey, what what's your what's your letter grade? We want to hear hear how your your perspective. I'm going to say C minus for the Devils. C minus because probably fair. Okay, even though they led twice, I guess that that would probably work against them. They led, but it wasn't by much. Mm-hmm. If they blew like a three goal lead or even a two goal lead, okay. But you know, they the 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 most they led by was one. So you know, it's still within striking distance. So uh, just based on the perspective, as in like you know, uh, our offensive zone uh, assertiveness was terrible. Defense was pretty solid, but you know. Just couldn't get the job done. Mackenzie Blackwood was terrible in a shootout for some reason. I, I that was out of character for him. Um, so just just looking at it from the perspective as like the Senators aren't as bad as I originally thought. They're on a win streak. Yes. They're, Aww. they're well. <laughs> we'll take. Hey, don't let this go to your head. <laughs> we'll but, take um, but um, you're yeah, cheering so- for us tomorrow. Because we got we got a divisional rival for you. They're playing the Islanders tomorrow. You want them to lose as much as possible. Uh yeah. Well, the island you guys are gonna win against the Islanders. They can't seem to they can't seem to find a win. They can't buy one. Yeah. So the last you might be the biggest sense fan on this podcast tomorrow. There we go. I, I probably <laughs> will, but it, it, win or lose, it won't affect the us in the standings because the Islanders are way down there. Right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they honestly, are. So, so even if win, lose, it doesn't really matter. If they get the two points, one point, it, they're, they're still behind us by by a decent amount. But overall, just looking at it from the perspective, just, you know, offensive zone, we had our chances. Dawson Mercer had a chance. Jack Hughes had a chance. Um, see who else had a chance. Um Damon Severson had another chance and, you know, uh, he was robbed point blank, but, um, you, you, you know, at, at, at the same time, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say C minus and be respectful. It wasn't that bad as it could have been. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Shootout loss. Yeah. So once again, thank you guys for hopping on and just giving your overall thoughts on this after game. And look, I, and I, I, my respect goes to the senators. I will admit, I will give credit when credit is due. I was wrong. This was a revenge game for 2003. <laughs> That's what this is. Russell's I was four years old at the time, so you can't hold that against me. I was, I was at game four. seven, and it was not nice. It was not nice. I think it was uh, – oh, who was it? One of those fourth-line penalty You got the last guys. laugh now, though, Ross. I know. Yeah, well, hey. Congratulations. You, congratulations. We're both rebuilding teams that are going nowhere for, for right now, for right now. No, no doubt. But hey, Ottawa and, and New Jersey, they always play low scoring games, I find. Don't don't you notice that whenever they get together? I feel like it's always 3-2, two, 2-1. Two, yeah. I think there's a couple 2 nothing, one nothing games in there as well. So, hey, tonight, I mean, entertainment value, not a whole lot of uh whistles either way. So, I thought that that was a uh, a decent hockey game for uh for a Monday night. Yeah, I mean, it was a good game, just frustrating. Just just frustrating on our end, but I'm sure entertaining for you guys. But just just frustrating because we just could not put our foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, you guys, I'm sure, will have another chance to do that uh, soon enough. You guys are back in action against Philly. That's another team that's struggling right now. It's yeah. your next game. Hey, how you feel about that? We got to beat them, and then yeah, we got to beat them. Then we got the Predators, and we got to get our vengeance because that was one of our worst performing games last time we played the Predators. So, oh yeah, yeah. Then again, yeah. Leah Huxtel was on the call for ESPN, so every time she's on the call, the Devils do 
poorly for some reason. Is that the case? She was on our show too after she called the a college game last year in North Dakota, had five overtimes, and she called that game. So we had to have her on right after. But you said whenever she calls games, they do bad? Yeah, for some reason. I'm just superstitious like that. Uh, <laughs> we can understand awesome. that. Yeah, no doubt. I'm just uh, – so hopefully ESPN does not cover the game for, for the Preds <laughs> and the um, – and the devil's game. That's all I'm saying. Just, just, just for this, just I'm superstitious like that, just because we're just trying to get some momentum back. So, but you know, like I said, I'm superstitious. Yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. yeah. Trey, thanks for having us. It was great chatting with you and uh, best of luck to your devils moving forward, except when they play the Sens, obviously. I'm I'm trying to look it up right now before we go and uh, the Sens and and devils don't play for a long time. April 7th. Wow. Okay. In Ottawa. And then April 26th in Ottawa. So two more meetings. So Trey, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll touch base before then, but we'll, uh, we'll have to have you on and, uh, and do this again in April. All right, cool. I'm down. Awesome, man. Good luck with the rest of your exams. And we'll, uh, we'll do this again th- soon. Thanks for reaching out. It's always interesting when you get a unique perspective on a certain outcome. So obviously the senators were much better than I anticipated and I got to give credit when credit is due. So my respect goes out to them. And like I said, they've just been a very good team the last few games and the locked on sends guys agree with me in that regards. But you know, I do have to admit like going into this game, I had my doubts on them. I thought this would be a guaranteed win for the devils. And even though they walked away with the point uh it's not the two points i anticipated so it is what it is but once again thanks to uh brandon and ross of locked on senators for taking the time to do this crossover it was so much fun and probably one of my favorite crossovers i've done uh so far of my time being here at the locked on podcast network and i genuinely mean it because it was just so much fun to do that because i guess it's just like the more hosts you discuss with just more you're able to feed off one another so like i said a lot of fun and still disappointed about the overall outcome for the devils but you know we can rebound next time against the philadelphia flyers because that's another team that we can, we are capable of beating but we cannot beat ourselves so we'll see what happens but as for today that's all the time i have for you guys so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey go devils and i will catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.